Welcome to the penultimate episode of Season 2 of Voices, the podcast. I'm your host, Brian Ward, and today we're speaking with Trish about Celebrate Recovery. Trish's story is fascinating, and I felt bad for only giving her a couple of minutes to give an abridged version of it. She showed an incredible amount of bravery in being here today, and I thank her so much for doing so. As always, Voices of the Podcast is sponsored by Voices of Problem Gambling Recovery, Inc., a nonprofit whose mission is to promote, educate, and advocate recovery. You can learn more by visiting their website at bpgr.net. Now, without further ado, here's Trish with Celebrate Recovery on Voices, the podcast. Trish, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. And we're going to be talking about uh, Celebrate Recovery today. But before we get started, I like to give people a chance to kind of tell us where they're coming from. So uh, if you're able to just take a couple minutes, whatever you're comfortable with, just let us know a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, I identify as a woman in long-term recovery from uh, compulsive gambling. I am a woman with a gambling disorder, and I have been in recovery myself for 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, my story started off actually in child in my childhood. Both my parents gambled, um, and I saw it as a a prestigious activity, mm-hmm. basically, is what I'd like to say. And um, having things go on in my own life. Uh, I graduated um, with a bachelor's degree in accounting, uh, went on to get my CPA. I was an accountant for many, many years, but also living a life of compulsive gambling. And the two really don't mix. And I actually committed um, identity theft for many, many years. Uh, in my previous position in order to make things okay and to make up what my losses were in, in gambling here in Oregon. Considering that, I was sent to prison for a term of a term of nine years, and I did seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with Celebrate Recovery while I was incarcerated. There weren't a lot of options for compulsive gambling at that time. Um, Well, I don't think there is any more either within the prison system. NAAA were very prominent. Mm -hmm. However, gambling really wasn't talked about. Well, I found Celebrate Recovery and it aligned with my faith. So at that point, I started getting involved with Celebrate Recovery, and I found it to be, for me, home in a place that I can openly discuss what was going on with me and what I was facing each day and problem solving with individuals, Mm -hmm. Uh, just a place for me to open up. So with that, after I got out of prison, I started going to celebrate recovery it was like I just walked into a meeting that was already set up for me it seemed like and that is where I have been since within my 11 years now I can't say that I am I can't say that I am in a position of continually going four and five times a week 
how I was. Huh? However, I am going, I do my home meeting. I mentor women specifically and coming out of the program, coming out of Celebrate Recovery and try to live by the standards of which Celebrate Recovery is. I think I've talked about this before that there's this kind of phases of recovery where there's this pre-contemplative mode where it's like, I don't have a problem. You're my problem. I got this under control. Don't worry about it. And then there's the contemplative where it's uh, maybe it is me. Maybe I have something going on. And then we get into this action mode. Well, planning and then action mode where we're going 90 meetings in 90 days, uh, uh, meeting every night, those kinds of things. And then we get into this maintenance phase where we figure out, is that sustainable? And are we able to live a balanced life while continuing to incorporate recovery into it? Is, is that extreme of a dedication to recovery starting to detract from other areas of our life? And it does seem that after a certain amount of time, being able to balance, being able to continue your journey of recovery does mean making room for other things as well. So, um, I just, I just thought that that was worth mentioning that taking a step back, I, I don't see it as a bad thing. I, I see it as, as finding your balance and recovery is still a part of it, which is good. And that's exactly correct. Uh, I create balance in my life today and that equates to my recovery meetings. It equates to mentoring women through Celebrate Recovery. It equates to doing or I should say, excuse me, being more involved in different recovery activities mm-hmm. um, and being a voice basically for those who struggle with gambling disorder and bringing that, this whole perspective to light. Yeah. Because though it's discussed and people know it's there, they don't know much about it. Right. And with that, it creates with all those activities and obviously my family and creating a uh, balance within my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking to celebrate recovery, uh, I just had a couple things that I kind of wanted to touch on. You, you mentioned uh, NA and AA while you were uh, serving time is celebrate recovery an extension of the 12 step programs is it something different entirely what what's kind of the foundation of celebrate recovery and how does it how does it differ uh from a 12 step uh celebrate recovery is its own group obviously mm-hmm. it is they talk about the preference of hurts habits and hangups okay And the reason that is, is so that it brings people struggling in different areas of their life. It doesn't have to be strictly gambling. It doesn't have to be substance abuse. It doesn't have to be alcoholism. It's any area of your life that is keeping you held back. Uh And with that, just like AA or NA, they have the 12 steps. However, they match those 12 steps with with the B attitudes of the Bible. Right. And it's a place where you can profess Jesus Christ 
as your higher rather than just saying your higher power okay which as a christian some people prefer that mm-hmm. um that's not necessarily the thing that necessarily brought me to there to celebrate recovery i loved that it was faith based however I can walk into any room and know that my higher power is Jesus Christ. I don't have to be in a room with other Christians to know that if I speak of a higher power, I know what my heart means. Mm -hmm. And so, but I love the structure of Celebrate Recovery. I love the fact of the unity of bringing all these people together that are struggling with something in their lives together. Yeah. And what, to, to break down that separation, mm-hmm. to break that separation down, I think is very important sure. um, because it all depends on what you're struggling with at the time. Today, I can be some, struggling with something completely different than triggers to want to go gamble. Mm-hmm. Now, it may lead to those triggers yeah. <laughs> if I don't address it. However, I can deal with the situation at hand in a meeting Mm -hmm. versus just going in and to a room to say I'm triggered to do whatever my activity is or whatever I'm led to do. Right. So they, so they do kind of look at at the whole person. Okay. You came in because of a problem gambling disorder or alcoholism or whatever, but let's look at the whole life structure and, and pick all that apart and figure out what might be happening in in those areas of your life as well. Hopefully to get in front of the the triggers that lead to the urges based around your addiction. So it is, it is a full body, a full, a full person uh, support system, which sounds uh, fantastic. Um, You mentioned the Beatitudes and I know not mm-hmm. everybody will know what that means. The one that comes to mind is blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, I believe is one of the eight, is it the eight Beatitudes? Yes. Okay. So yes. it's, it's, it's the basically, the, yeah. And so they're basically the blessings that Jesus uh, gave unto men, right? That's, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and each of their 12 steps, um, like I said, they have the 12 steps and they, they go off of the Beatitudes. However, each of those 12 steps is also referred back to scripture. Okay. So when we come to the point of, uh, you know, obviously seeking a higher power, um, it's seeking Jesus Christ. And that goes back to a particular scripture mm-hmm. to confirm that it is biblical. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. Um, Tell me about the the step studies. Okay. Step studies for us are usually done with your mentor. They are not done within a group. Mm -hmm. And you go through those and you work on those. And they acknowledge those within whatever group you do, whichever group you're in at the moment. Because of the way Celebrate Recovery is, it is originally... Well, not originally, but it's always been as if you go in and it's men and women Mm -hmm. and the genders are mixed. However, 
once it gets to the point where you're really getting into the meat and potatoes of why you're there, that is when they separate. Mm -hmm. The men and women separate. So they can deal with their own issues without having pressure from the opposite sex, basically. Because some of those issues for men are the women. (laughs) Well, this is a first. I want to cut away from the interview with a piece of information that came to light following this conversation. After the interview, I spoke with Trish regarding the ideas of gender within this group. It was Trish's experience that assigned gender didn't play a role in which group one could attend, that one's claimed gender was of far more significant importance in her group. I can't speak about every group in the world. I haven't attended them. But the policy of Celebrate Recovery as a whole is that all are welcome. I appreciate your time with this interruption. Now let's get back to Trish. You know, again, they talk about it. It's not, you know, substance abuse, alcoholism, gambling. Mm -hmm. It is all things that separate you and that are creating barriers in your life. So when they separate is when you go through your step studies and you present your step studies to the group okay. that you've done, if you're comfortable doing so. Now, if you're not comfortable, if it's, if it's something that's too close to your heart, um, something that you are not comfortable sharing with the group versus just sharing with your mentor, that is absolutely okay as well. It, it's about your walk. It's about your walk. You have, as a person in Celebrate Recovery, I would have control over what I choose to share in the meeting or who I choose to share that with. The important part is getting the work done yeah. and being able to go through this work. Yeah. I Circling back to the idea of, of the uh, gender-specific studies Because sometimes one might affect the other, the pressures of how one might influence another. But then there's also a sense of empathy. I'm not going to understand as a a cis white male, I'm not inherently empathetic to what a woman would be struggling with on a day-to-day basis, at least not like another woman would be. So there, there's, there, seems to be a bit of a built-in compassion uh a little bit more unity in that structure uh not just the idea that well if a woman's around i can't talk about how my problems might be based around a woman in my life or something because i might be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but also as a man being able to say this is what's bothering me uh whatever that might be and having other men say yeah i've been there i understand that there, there does seem to be some specific uh, uh, needs for empathy, I think would be the, uh, the way to put that. You also go back to sometimes somebody sharing significant trauma mm-hmm. and they want, wouldn't want to do that for men or women, would not want to do that in mixed group. Yeah. And it could be that that trauma is what has led up to why they're there. And, you know, that, that trauma being unresolved. So I really appreciate um, having the gender separation because there are things as a person, I necessarily did not feel comfortable sharing in a co-ed group, Mm -hmm. but that I knew needed to be worked through Mm -hmm. in order for me to accomplish what I want to accomplish. 
And that is basically having a solid recovery and actually working a recovery and living a recovery versus what I have tried to do and just cover it up, pretend like it's not there. And that always gets me in trouble mm-hmm. every time. Because for me, it is about being authentic to who I am and learning who I am. I can do that in usually for myself. I can do that in a group of women that I come to trust. Let me throw that in there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so I love that idea that that the opportunity to share is there, but not the requirement. The work that you do with your mentor, that's that's a very personalized, very uh, intimate relationship that you have with somebody that you have grown to support or grown to trust in their support. But this idea that you're in a group and not being pressured into sharing beyond your own comfort zone, that's going to start building that trust as well. And so yes. I, I just like that that philosophy of share what you're comfortable with, uh, not not what we expect of you. I got to say, when we were doing kind of the pre-production conversations about this, you had mentioned that you wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about other uh, faith-based recovery programs. And that, that's fantastic. That that is such a, uh, an acknowledgement that this system works for you. The system seems to be working very well for you but that there's other opportunities Mm -hmm. available that aren't necessarily Christian based. That doesn't mean that they're less effective just because somebody has a different belief structure. So of course, in this podcast being about programs of recovery, I I want to get to those other ones as well. But I I did think that it was worth mentioning that you were the one that brought that up, that there are so many other faith-based programs and that we should explore those as well. And um, I, I just thought that that was, that was, a very sincere and, and humane uh, approach to this, that this is the program that works for you, but that doesn't mean that it's the only one or that that any ideological differences doesn't mean that somebody couldn't succeed in recovery in their own faith. No, I truly believe that there are many different pathways to recovery. Mm-hmm. I am not one that believes recovery, celebrate recovery is the only way. Mm-hmm. AA is the only way. NA is the only way. Um, There are many different journeys. And to me, the end result is that a person lives a fulfilled life within whatever path they choose. Mm -hmm. As long as they, if their end result, if their end goals are to live a life of recovery, where can they get the tools they need? Mm to live that life. That's the most important thing for me. It is not about what somebody somebody else believes in. <laughs> it is not about, it's about keeping an open mind mm-hmm. and embracing the person as they are. Yeah. Celebrate is my, my journey. Um, I know many people that aren't, it's not. And I embrace them just as much and just as well. So I, who am I to say that my path is the right path for everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's just about coming together and celebrating everybody's recovery. Absolutely. That, that is the, the common ground that we have. 
one of my favorite sayings ever is that we are more alike than we are different. And that is across the spectrum of, of all things human. Um, the little differences that we have probably only make up 10% of our actual humanity. So that other 90% mm -hmm. is full of common denominators, things like recovery, the journey of recovery. Uh, there's no right path for every person. Every person needs to find their yeah. own right path. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I would love to, to be able to bring those programs in too and, and, you know, give them a chance to, to speak uh, for themselves, but it sounds like, so celebrate recovery. It's, it's a newer program, right? It was founded in the nineties. Yes. And it was founded in the nineties in Texas, but it it's going off of some very well-founded structures, right? When you have the religious aspect, uh, the Bible mm -hmm. is a pretty old <laughs> book. There's a lot to draw from there. And then taking some cues from yeah. the step program, uh, which was coming up on 75 years of, of 12 steps uh, or more. And so even though it's, it's kind of a newer program in and of itself, it really does build its foundation off of some pretty established principles. It all came about. And first of all, allow, allow me to say that it's, it's a non-denominational Christian, which is huge because there are many different denominations of Christians. Um, and sometimes those get in the way. This is non-denominational. Any walk can walk in um, because the foundation is just believing in Jesus Christ as your savior. But yes, it is based off of, it goes all the way back to AA and acknowledging that there's 12 steps to recovery. Mm -hmm. It just ties it back to the foundations of Christianity, right. of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And like I said, again, for some people, and it was founded because of the fact that some people did not feel comfortable with higher power. That's basically how it started mm -hmm. within a church. And they developed it from there and found it to be a uh, Christian base. Because if you go back in the history of AA, AA itself with the original 12 steps evolved, has have evolved to what they are today. Right. And it went back to... Bill W.'s original 12 steps of a recovery process. And that's all they wanted to do. That's basically all they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. People just wanted to feel comfortable being able to profess and their belief system and their faith. Yeah. And from that, it's, it goes from there. And then they have, they, throughout time, they eventually brought in they really developed it to be the hurts, habits, and hangups that Celebrate Recovery is today. Mm -hmm. It's about bringing everything in and what keeps you from living the fulfilled life um, that you want to be, want to live. Yeah. Because definitely not perfection. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? You mean people haven't been able to figure out perfection yet? Oh, imagine that. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. I thought I did, but you know. 
Well, Trish, I, I do thank you for taking time. Do you have any any closing thoughts? I, I like to give a little bit at the end, uh, just if there's anything else you want to touch base on. So I'm going to give you the floor again after I took it from you. The only thing I would say is um, celebrate recovery. Again, we all know is a the Christian. There are many churches that have their own recovery programs as well uh, within the Christian denomination. Um, they may not call it celebrate recovery uh, because they don't follow exactly the foundations that celebrate recovery is about. But there, if someone is ever interested in a Christian recovery group, there are many, many, many churches that have those mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily called celebrate recovery. So it's just about somebody's walk. Mm -hmm. So the takeaway that I'm taking here is even if they're not promoting a celebrate recovery at, at somebody's church, if somebody were to go to their church and say, I'd be interested in a program of recovery, what you're saying is that there's at least a chance that that it would be available, even if it wasn't under the banner of Celebrate Recovery, that that churches would come together in these kinds of support groups, even if it wasn't under the banner. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I because churches are acknowledging more and more today that there are these struggles and um, want to be involved in seeing someone through and get the help that they need. Okay. At least that's been my experience. I'm going to I'm gonna take it on your experience. Trish, I do thank you uh, so much for joining me today. This, this one, honestly, was one of the more intriguing ones for me. This, I don't have as much experience with this program. So it actually, um, mm -hmm. it, it actually required a little bit of homework and, and doing some, some research other than just my own experience. And I found it fascinating learning about the Beatitudes and things like that. I, I thought it was very mm -hmm. cool. And, and the structure of it does seem very supportive. Um, so again, I thank you for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to hearing more from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much All right. for having this platform. I want to thank Trish again for joining me. You can find out more about Celebrate Recovery at CelebrateRecovery.com. The next episode will be the season two finale. And as we continue through life in the midst of a global pandemic, I hope you're all safe and well. Remember to subscribe to Voices the Podcast and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, this is Brian with Voices the Podcast.